Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. Welcome to Opinions on Pickens. I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson. Episode 40. I'm here with Coach G and we're talking NBA Finals champs. The Bucks take it. And we're also jumping into some NFL, a lot of COVID-related issues still lingering around. Coach Gant, thanks for being here with us today. Yo, yo, yo. OOP fam, y'all in the house? What's going on? Is your man Coach G in the place to be with AB, baby. The Milwaukee Bucks win the NBA championship. The Bucks defeated the Suns in the NBA Finals, Coach G, in six games for their first title in 50 years. This is also the first championship for superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo. What does this say about the Bucks, Coach Gant? What is your reaction to this? I've been looking forward to talking to you about this. Um, well, first off, hats off to the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, congratulations. I mean, you took care of business in four straight games. You surprised the hell out of me because, of course, I had the Suns in five or six. You know what I'm saying? But once again, I got to tip my hats. I mean... Very well played series. I mean, you made a lot of adjustments, and pretty much your back your backs were against the wall in every series, and y'all found a way to scratch claw, and ultimately, you know, get the championship. It's crazy, Coach Camp, because in the beginning of these finals, the Bucks were zero and two, coming home for Game Three, and many were thinking Suns and four at that point, right. and they. The Milwaukee Bucks quickly came back, took two home games, and then it's when it made things interesting because you know it was a kind of really important home game for the Suns to take in game five. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I just it just wasn't there for him. So then you think game six, the Bucks are at home. Of course, if you're the Bucks, you want to keep it at home and win this championship, which they did. But for the Suns, this is do or die. For Chris Paul, this is do or die. For Devin Booker, do or die. And you just didn't really see these superstars close it for the Suns at the end. What do you think were the biggest factors for the Suns in this game six? You know, game six, I really think that the Suns, they were they were kind of timid. They were pressing too much. And like some of the shots they were taking, they were just like jacking them up and looking scared shooting. And... I kept saying, man, slow the game down, slow the game down, and try to gather your momentum, try to gather yourself. And even Chris Paul, Chris Paul was giving up layups to throw the ball to the three-point line or trying to play like he almost got possessed by Ben Simmons <laughs> of a sort because he was, he was giving up layups and shots at the basket to try to, you know, get – I guess he wouldn't get everybody facilitated in the game. In the when end, it's do or die, you don't have that time. When you're yeah. down 10 and there's five minutes left and then the clock is dwindling down to three minutes and you're still down 10, Yeah, it's time for your superstars, a.k.a. Chris Paul and Devin Booker to step up. And yeah. neither one of them could sink shots during that time. I mean, they did what they could do. They tried. Like I say, once again, you're pressing. And you, you, you were relying on uh, Cameron Payne to bail you out. Because he came to ball, he hit a couple of big shots. Of course, Aiden. I mean, he he was he was like a little puppy, a little puppy dog out there. Because Giannis was 
abusing him. I mean, he got he got a fifty piece. You know what I'm saying? With a side of with large size. You understand? And you know the stage was a little bit too big for the young kid, the young fella. But that's something to build on in the summertime and to come back next year and to realize you were 48 minutes from pretty much a championship. Excuse me, 96 minutes. It's 48 minutes in the game. So you were you were 96 minutes from capturing a championship. And really, nobody expected y'all to go to the conference finals. Nobody expected y'all to be in the NBA finals. Or win four straight games. Or win four straight. Like, in the finals. Really, like, making the playoffs was supposed to be an accomplishment. Nobody expected y'all to beat the Lakers, but y'all did it. And, I mean, it's still a good season. You just didn't win it. Let's focus on the Greek freak here for a minute. As you mentioned, Coach Gant, one of the greatest performances in NBA Finals histories we've ever seen. 50 points. And not only one of the greatest shows we've seen, but also a career high for Giannis himself. He had 14 rebounds, but here's the crazy part. He was literally almost perfect in his free throws. He was 17 of 19, and we've seen him throughout the playoffs and the finals really struggle with that free throw line. And he was able to block out all that noise, the one, two, three, the all that, and sinking them in. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's a test to the mental toughness of Giannis. Like, it's one thing, you know, some some players, they're terrified to go to the free throw line. Once again, Ben Simmons is one of them. Terrified. And with Giannis free throw woes, it was like he shot 90%. He went from shooting around 50% to 90 in the biggest game of his career. And if that's not bossing up, I don't know what is because they could easily, I know we talked about last episode about the hack of Shaq. Why not just foul Giannis, send him to the free throw line? They tried it. It he, didn't work. He went 90%. So that's when you superstars show up in big times like that. And he did. 50 points. That's one of the greatest finals closeout games I've ever seen. You know, I remember Jordan 45 and in game six in Utah, that was probably my my most favorite memory. But Giannis is right up there. He's right up there. Of course, Giannis was named most valuable player after their victory in the finals. But we also have to talk about another player for the Milwaukee Bucks who has been by Giannis' side for the past eight years and has been a strong player for this Milwaukee Bucks team. None other than Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. His performance in not only the playoffs, but the finals. And there was part of this finals. I'm thinking he's the MVP. Correct. What are your thoughts on Chris Middleton? You know, shout out to Middleton. You know, that South Carolina Charleston boy coming up. Middleton, I mean, they, they've they been working together, like you said, for eight years. I remember Middleton being traded from Detroit Pistons, I'm not mistaken. And this was Giannis's. Giannis was a rookie, I believe. And... They've been working and grinding together for the past eight seasons. And that's just a testament, if you will, to, yo, we're not going to go search for a super team or we're not going to try to bring in a bunch of players. We're just going to get what we can do and we're going to work work on it and we're going to continue to work. And guess what? They were rewarded with the trophy. You understand? 
like the O'Brien Trophy. Like nobody even had the Bucks in the finals this year. Maybe last year, okay, but not this year. It, it was all about the Lakers. It was all about the Nets. Then it became all about the Suns then once the Nets were out the Suns. of it. So, you know, that's just. I mean, even when they got yeah. to the finals, I mean, even before they were down 0-2, I don't think anybody in their mind even thought that the Bucks had a chance. And, you know, that's that's the thing. The Suns did what they were supposed to do. Maybe it was because, and maybe part of it is because Coach Gant, everyone has that soft spot in their soul for Chris Paul, and they really wanted to see him get that chip. Yeah. And even me, I can admit, a part of me wanted to see him get that chip. Because Giannis is only 26, man. Right. And he's accomplished everything uh, somebody could hope to in the game of basketball. Right. At this point in his career, he's only 26. Now, Chris Paul, on the other hand, he's 36 now at this point. And now this is a whole other discussion because Coach Gant, is there still hope for CP3 to get this ring? It is. I mean, it's definitely hope. And, you know, once again, man, I tip my hat to Chris Paul. He's a leader amongst, you know, he's a leader of leaders. Like, and it just sucks because I can remember him losing, you know, in LA when they were up and they lost in that series when they were up 2 0. Losing in, in Houston when they were up against Golden State in the conference finals. And just to lose in the finals like this, I mean, it, it hurts. He's 36. He still has. A couple more years of ball to play. Injuries is starting to play a part because he's getting up in age a little bit. But I believe in CP3, and I believe that he still is playing at a high level pretty much. And I think he still has a year to come back and maybe be back in the finals again. Now, actually, let me correct myself. He's actually 35, but he'll be 36 in this upcoming yeah, season. 36. But I have to say I totally disagree with you, Coach Gann. I just I think this was his window. I really think this was Chris Paul's year. I think his window shut after this year. Unless something drastic, like Chris Paul goes to the Lakers or Chris Paul goes to the Nets. I mean, which which I don't see Uh, happening. He can go anywhere. It still doesn't guarantee he's going to get a ring. It doesn't guarantee it. But just like with the Nets this year, everybody basically guaranteed they were going to go to the finals. Yeah. Even with a hurt team. Yeah. And it, what did it come down to at the end? That one play, that one one moment in time that changes it all for everybody. It does. But again, that's kind of how I see with the Chris Paul thing. This was his moment in time. And if we, the Chris Paul that we know, the closer, the standout guy, the has been in the league forever, knows his thing as a veteran. I didn't see that in a lot of these finals games from him. He closed out game six. With 26 points. They did what they can do. Devin Booker, you know, the dynamic duo for them, scored 19 points on 22 shots. For Paul, I mean, again, this this loss for me is detrimental. I mean, I'm not going to just stop doing what I do every day and stop playing the sport I love. But in his mind, too, he has to know this was a big mess up from them. Once again, he's still, he still got a little two years, and that's not guaranteeing he's going to be back. Because it's so hard to get to that point year after year. But at the same time, you still got a chance to get to that point. <laughs> and I really believe he's going to be back. And 
We're going to see, man. I just, I, I feel bad for him. I'm at a loss for words. And to be honest, the better team won because the Bucks. I mean, they were a bigger team. They were longer. They out-rebounded these guys. And you just saw how they made adjustments. Shout out to Monty Williams. I mean, first year, son's coach. I love him. He's a former New York Nick. And I feel bad for those guys, but they're young. And guess what? They're going to be back next year in the conversation. So CP3 stays around there, which I know he will, and build those young guys. They're going to get a little bit of skin in the game. They're going to heal up, and they're going to be really ready to be in the dogfight next year in the West. Mark my word. After the loss, Chris Paul said, It's tough. Great group of guys and a hell of a season. But this one is going to hurt for a while. Right. right. But, you know, you just can't. Is is this the ultimate sting of like stings, like losing in the finals at 36 years old? Like it really has to be, though. No, because when I mean, you've never had a ring. It's not like you're a LeBron James making it to the finals at this age because yeah. you've already accomplished what you've wanted to. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and even just like I think of someone like Carmelo Anthony, who we think of. I don't want to exactly compare them, but in that realm of, you know, the Chris Pauls, the Carmelo Anthony's, yeah. the LeBron's, the, the Kobe Bryant's. And it's sad to see those people, those idols you've watched your whole life, not get to that chip. But that's, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. You know how many greats haven't won a championship? There's a ton of them. And, you know, you want to get the, to the ultimate prize, which is being a, a champion. But sometimes champions, they don't get them. And that's just somebody has to win the game. Somebody has to lose it. And I hate that has to be Chris Paul or Carmelo, but it is. Or Patrick Ewan or Charles Barkley, but it is. It's crazy because, like, <laughs> the one thing I think about after the finals, too, is, like, one, I think of, like, Kobe Bryant. Like, I think of him congratulating Giannis and just being, like, look, you see all this hard work, what it's for. But then I also see him picking up Chris Paul, like you're saying, and saying, you know what? It's not over. Not you know over. what you have in you. You know what you have in this team. And the work starts again. The work doesn't stop. That's it. Um, pack your bags up. Let's go play basketball for USA now because that's what Devin Booker's doing and Chris Middleton as well. A lot of yeah. these players. It's And another thing I think about is, damn, that must be an awkward plane ride with Chris Middleton. <laughs> no, I mean, Devin Booker taking that plane over there to play basketball with him for the USA team because regardless of what you say, I know these guys are all friends, but you're still in that sting process like Chris yeah. Paul says where this whole hurts for a while. And they're over there on the plane shoving champagne down their face. Have you seen the PJ Tucker? That I hope you guys have seen that. Hilarious. He's, it's literally like a cover of a album. I got to show Coach Gant real quick so he can react. But he's just chugging his champagne. Tell me this isn't a cover of an album. Yeah, I mean, that's how you're supposed <laughs> to do it, you know? But that's Chris Middleton on the plane, and then you got Booker over here probably watching film or just being upset. Nah, because you got to shake it off. There's nothing you can do. You can't go back to change anything. And it goes back to, you know, when Jordan beat the Lakers in the finals. And then they had to go to Barcelona for the Olympics. Magic was hurt <laughs> from that. But, yo, it was like, yo, this is the greatest player in the world that I, that I lost to. And that's Giannis. Giannis is the top three player in the world. And there's nothing to hang your hat on. You made it there. You got to the finals. And guess what? You're going to get back there. That's it. Booker, what's up, baby? Holler at your boy. What about Giannis skipping out on his Vegas trip with the boys to stay home and go through the Chick-fil-A line and go on live? 
with all of his fans. Hey, I mean, that's letting all the fans touch the trophy. I mean, that, yeah. that's so that's like a dream come true for some fans. It's like one, yeah. you haven't won a championship in 50 years. Two, you got your superstar in the Chick-fil-A line taking pictures, holding the trophy, letting you touch it. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, Giannis is he's, he's a, he seems like a really he's, cool down to earth guy. Real cool, genuine dog in the game. He's like he he's really he's really an old school guy. You can just listen to his interviews. I'm not trying to be trying to run to a super team or anything like that. And I love that. And that's why I mean, congrats. Salute, baby. Giannis said a joke on his Instagram. I'm going to say it to you because I bet you haven't heard it, Coach Gant. Are you ready? What's up? You take Hannah Montana and you bring her to France. Who is she? Hannah Montana. French Montana. French Montana. <laughs> Crickets. <gasps> that shit had me crying. Insert Giannis crickets. So good. <laughs> that was Jonas's joke, not mine. I just thought it was funny. I would bring it up. Oh, okay. Congrats <laughs> to the Milwaukee Bucks. Like Giannis said, from seeing his mom sell things in the street to being at the top of the top, I can't imagine what it's a fe- the feeling of that is and the hard work seeing it pay off. Congratulations to Chris Middleton, to the organization, to Giannis, and to the city of Milwaukee. You guys did it, dude. Dear gang, Deer Park. I hate Deer Park water. But anyway, I don't even know if Deer Park water is even from Milwaukee. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the Deer, the deer family, the Deer family, you know, y'all were out there 65,000 deep, you know, cheering on your home team. And I love to see when fans really get behind the city and get behind their team. It reminds me of Toronto Raptors, you know, and Raptor Park. So, yo, shout out, man, Milwaukee. I should have took a train up there to, 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 to come be with y'all guys. But that you know stadium seemed crazy, yeah, yeah, dude. right, right. And You, you had uh, even people and the reporters yelling bucks and six back yeah, there. Yeah, 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 I saw that. You know what, Milwaukee, I'm going to be up there with y'all. I'm coming up. I need a vacation. You know, I can go around into a few breweries and drink some beer with the fans. Shout out to Milwaukee, man. What's going on, Wisconsin? Y'all good? (laughs) I'm tripping. (laughs) What's going on, though, with all these COVID-19 outbreaks among players? Let's talk about that, Coach Gant. Now, the NFL has changed a lot of rules coming up this season. They've informed clubs that COVID-19 outbreaks among unvaccinated players could lead to forfeited games. Now... This actually could really potentially be a big deal, Coach Gant, because if players and teams aren't able to make up their games during the 18-week period of football, then they will not only forfeit the game, but also players on both teams will not be paid. So if it's one player that ruins it for the whole team, not only will the team that messed up get penalized, but also the other team will get penalized as well, and they won't get paid. So this is going to be very interesting. You already have coaches coming out and resigning and losing their jobs. Breaking news today, Rick Denson is out as the Viking offensive line coach and run game coordinator after refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. Minnesota will promote assistant offensive line coach Phil Roster to replace Denson. Now, that was just one of the breaking news is today, shortly after, 
Patriots co-offensive line coach Cole Popovich will not be with the team also due to COVID-related vaccine reasons. Now, Coach Gant, is, we're already seeing a trend of this. H- how far will this go? So, as you're saying that, I was, you know, covering, uh, watching the SEC media days all week. And the one thing the uh, SEC commissioner came out and he, he laid the ground rules out. He was like, yo, I'm not forcing anybody to be vaccinated. I'm not forcing anybody to do this, that, and third. But if you can't have a full roster, you will forfeit. And, you know, to certain teams, forfeiting the game, it might not mean much. But to your Floridas, your Alabamas, your Texas A&Ms, that means a lot. To your Auburns, that means a lot. But transitioning from what that commissioner said, now it's been a domino effect. Now everybody's coming out. Now the NFL has taken that. And now they're saying they're not going to forfeit. They're not going to reschedule any games. Because they just came, that, that came from, they got the idea from the commissioner of the SEC. That's why I brought this up. Because they weren't talking about, you know, oh, you're going to forfeit if you're not vaccinated. Or you might lose a job if you're not getting vaccinated. Not get paid. You might, you won't get paid. If you have to forfeit a game or something, yeah. So that came, that started with the SEC this week. Now the NFL has adopted it toward at the end of the week. So it's kind of, is a, a finicky situation. You don't want to force anybody to do anything because I'm not going to use a C word that I'm thinking about. So I'm going to leave it alone. But y'all can read between the lines. This, this is going to be eggshelly subject is going to be tough to delegate and we're going to see what happens now coach Gant, more than 78 percent of players league-wide have at least had one shot and 14 clubs out of the nfl have had at least 85 percent of players that have been fully vaccinated so those numbers do look like most people are on board with taking the covid shot now there are some even nfl players that have stepped out and said their true feelings, one being NFL superstar DeAndre Hopkins. He sent out a tweet that he quickly deleted, but not before we all had a chance to catch a glimpse at it, saying, and I quote, never thought I would say this, but being put into a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. And he actually tagged the NFL before he deleted the tweet. Now, I don't think I think that's just the truthfulest thing he could have said and just being honest about his feelings. Like it sucks to have to be that person to put your team. You don't ever want to put your team in a bad position, but you also don't want to be forced to have to do something you're uncertain about or don't want to do. Exactly. And also it'd be a dwindling effect on you and your team and your job and your, you and your family's future. I mean, I just, that's a subject that kind of upsets me a little bit because no one should be forced to do something they're not comfortable with again. But, you know, this is your livelihood. And, you know, you're trying to provide for your family. But at the same time, as a man or a woman, you have the right. And that's why we're in, that's why we're in America. <laughs> because we have the right to do, you know, to have our free speech or to put in our bodies what we choose to. 
and being forced to do something like that is it really it's really not right. And I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna leave it alone. So I I know friends, everybody that's been vaccinated, they still coming down with COVID. I don't get it. So I, I thought the vaccination is supposed to harm, keep you from harm. So what's the, what are we doing? What are we talking about here? I do agree with you. Let me get back to your first point. First of all, not force, but being put in a position where there's no other good outcome for you and your future in the NFL if you basically do not comply and get the vaccine. Two, I do agree with you about that. But I think in the rules, the way that they actually have it written is there's non-COVID vaccine procedures now and COVID vaccinated procedures. So I don't even think for them it's about catching it right now. I think it's about getting everybody on the same page, which I'm not saying I agree, which it sucks to be like, well, this person hasn't been vaccinated. They went to a club last night. They're on a, a reserve list for two weeks. And then having the list over here where these people have all been vaccinated and they can go out to clubs and stuff and there's no repercussions or anything for that. Okay. So if you show your card and you see the 100% of the team has been vaccinated, oh, three guys got COVID. So they're going to have to forfeit that game, even though the whole team is vaccinated. They still got to forfeit that game? How's that going to work? I don't know. That is interesting. But right now, I think I, I, that would be a different conversation, though, I think, because then I don't know if their money would come into play with it. I think right now it's a matter of the way that the, the commissioner and all of them are looking at it is they want to get the league to 100%. And I, I actually have a quote from NFL chief medical officer, Dr. Alan Silth. She said, and I quote, we're pleased with those numbers, meaning the 78% of the NFL players that have received at least one dose of the COVID shot, but we're not satisfied. We want to see them continue to go up. Certainly those rates are well above what we're seeing in the rest of society and certainly above the same age group as most of our players are. So a great head start, a lot more work needs to be done. I think the goal of the NFL right now is getting 100% vaccinated rate. And I think if you're not complying, and I hate using that word, but it's what I'm feeling. If you're not complying with what they want, then they're going to find a way to get you out. And, and we've given some examples today of, of some of these coaches that some well-respected coaches that just did not feel like taking the vaccine would make or break their job. And the NFL did not feel the same way. Or the team maybe did not feel the same way. Honestly, I'm over it. I'm just trying to figure out how we go from a point to it was nobody could get vaccinated to now you're being forced into a vaccination. I'm done with it, man. I just don't know what to say. Now, a lot more news coming out for rules and regulations. I predict we will see changes in this upcoming season, whether that be for the better or for the worse, we will have to see. But I do have to say amongst all of that, the one positive thing out of this is there's still football this season and there'll be spectators. And it's great to be able to come back and have a full stadium. So if there's any positive out of this whole thing, I guess that'll be the one thing that I pick out of it, Coach Gant. I agree with that. Let me take a quick second though and jump out and give a huge Thank you to Stoner's Pizza. They're one of our newest sponsors. Make sure you check them out here in Columbia, South Carolina. Yo, yo. Some of the best pizza around, wings, cheese sticks, 
breadsticks, desserts, whatever your heart desires. Also, while you are in town, jump on over to Red Lobster or Applebee's located in Columbia, South Carolina. Those guys, especially Applebee's for your late night eats. Coach G's out there a lot. Yeah, you get your two for 20s. You might get your little $2 margarita, which is, you know, X for another shot because sometimes it's kind of weak if you drink like I drink. But uh, anyway, (laughs) shout out to Applebee's, Red Lobster, Stoners, baby. Stoners. That is one of the best places for pizza in town. 1216 Washington Street, Columbia. Mm -hmm. Make sure you let them know Opinions on Pickens sent you. And the last bit of great news is once again, guys, make sure you're checking out our brand new website. We have new blog posts going up every day, updating you about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, NBA finals, thoughts on the upcoming season, and even some NFL fantasy predictions. Check it all out on our website. Our link is in our bio on all of our platforms. Follow us on Instagram. You can find it there in our link tree. Our Instagram is at Opinions on Pickens. And as always, I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson. Keep winning. Peace. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.